Welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover, your home for ice fishing news, tips, stories, and strategies. And now, your host, Chris Larson. Hello and welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast. Believe it or not, some people travel south to go ice fishing for walleyes, and it's further south than you may imagine. The Lake Erie ice fishing bite is short. It's usually two or three weeks in February, but it's a good one. Captain Ross Robertson took some time out during the St. Paul Ice Show to discuss ice fishing on Lake Erie with us. Let's check out the interview. You're an Ohio guy. You're up here on the road uh, for the show this weekend. You're really an open water guy, and I know you're still guiding down on Lake Erie in your boat right now, and you'll probably do that most of the season, except that small window that you get ice. Uh, tell us about kind of your operation down on Lake Erie. Yeah, I mean, I run uh, multiple boat guide service on Lake Erie. We fish primarily the western and central basins, but when it comes down to it, we go where the fish are at. So uh, that's kind of what we're doing. But um, and it is a four season deal. So I'm the only licensed, fully insured, actually insured ice guide on Lake Erie. Um, and, you know, again, there's a lot of years that we're in a boat in January or February. And, and I love ice fishing. I don't need to do it four or five months like you guys. I always give my Minnesota buddies a crap because even though you guys say you ice fish for five months, your bite isn't really spectacular for five months, right? Is that yeah. fair? Uh, you know, you got to change your techniques and do different things. Oh, and maybe. You know, maybe for a few weeks you're not chasing walleyes. You go find one of those hungry schools of crappies, and that's that's what you do. So you're, you're being a politician, but I, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> so, you know, down my way, when we do get ice, it's the bite's usually pretty darn good. Like, mm-hmm. there's enough fish, and, and there we don't have that. The, the quote-unquote middle of the season that you guys would be a little bit of a lull for us is is not, and it's, and it's a good deal. So I, I, my deal is a little different, though, because I work off of the Bass Islands. And so we've got roughly 10, 12 miles of islands there. There's whatever, six, seven islands, and they basically lock that ice in. And I kind of, I'm not going to lie to you, I got, I got a couple of the right friends that provide a really good situation because they've got some businesses over there. So it allows my clients to stay in some lodging that is used in the summertime for the bar owners and some of their employees and that. And so we get to ice fish when nobody does. And we don't have to get up at three in the morning to get a parking spot because we're pretty much by ourselves. You know, during the week, we don't see anybody. Uh, we have a really short commute. And in many cases, I'll see people out in boats out in the distance. Uh, they look up some of the different shows and stuff I've done. We've actually had waves crashing on one side of the island, you know, and we're driving our Argo out on the other side. So um, it, it's a different deal for sure. It's not a super long season. It's just generally not. We, we've had some just like when you guys get a hard winter, we get a hard winter, mm-hmm. but certainly not as long. Uh, we don't drive trucks out. You know what I mean? I use an Argo because it floats and it's more comfortable. It's definitely a lot more, you know, safety minded. But um yeah, a lot of what we do is obviously in a boat. I love ice fishing, and I honestly think if I had as much ice as you guys do for as long, I probably wouldn't like it as much. You know, I like night fishing, and I do that probably the least also just because of the way the business world is and just, my, you know, the stuff going on. And I think sometimes you you really like those things that you don't get a chance to do as much, so it keeps it fresh. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about Lake Erie. I know uh, in Minnesota we like to call Lake of the Woods the walleye capital of the world. But uh, I think that the folks, <laughs> folks in your neck of the woods would, would like to disagree strongly. I have 160 million reasons, Chris. 160 yeah. million reasons. Come get some. Lake Erie is the place to be if you want to catch walleyes right now. And that's just the bottom line. Uh, if people want to come out there and do some fishing with you, what should what should people expect right now on Lake Erie? I just, just before I left here, literally 
hours before I jumped on a plane, I was shooting an episode for In Fisherman. And I probably shouldn't even say it because they like to keep those things on the wraps. But so we did a deal there and we had like 20 some fish on camera in 90 minutes. And when I looked at the guys there, you know, I've known a lot of these guys a long time. And I'm like, hey, we got to pick up and get out of here. The good thing about dealing with guys like in fisherman guys or, you know, dealing with you guys at, at Fish Hawk and, and Catch Covers, you guys fish and you get it. Like you want to be there. You know, I've dealt with other you know production companies and it's like they don't fish. They're just like, OK, we got the show. We're done. So when I told them we're out of there, they're like do what's your deal right and I, and I knew that we can't put any more fish on camera right like they're gonna they're gonna use half of what we had so I'm like we're gonna pick up and leave and we're gonna go after something because a lot of them were I would say three to six pounds which I mean I've got some things I'm not gonna I mean I like to put my foot in my mouth but I'm not gonna do it here so not on purpose anyhow again but you know there's a lot of places that a lot of places that's gonna win every tournament mm -hmm. and for us it's like well it's gonna make an okay show we are we are stupid biased we we people here have no idea i, I just was telling somebody down the clam booth where a lot of guys that live by me if they had to fish brainerd area or any of those they would never catch a walleye mm -hmm. they just wouldn't you know what we have to do we we have a relatively very easy thing compared to most people and the number of fish that, that, that helps that out so i don't think people fully understand like three to six pound walleyes that's to catch that many. I mean, I'm a little biased still, right? But at the same point, when you think of Lake Erie, you think of big fish. And, you know, I'm, I'm a trophy hunter at heart. So you can't catch, generally speaking, I'm going to tell you, I fish every day almost literally. When you fish seven days in a week like I do, and you catch, you know, whatever, make up however many fish, most of the time you're not just going to get up on a nine or ten pounder when you're catching three pounder, four pounder, five pounder, three pounder, four pounder. It just doesn't happen. You got to do something different. You got to go someplace else, and that's hard to do because when you do that and you're not catching five, ten, fifteen bites an hour, a lot of people they're not good with that. You know, it's like deer hunting. I hear all the guys all the time. Man, this is the year I got this lease. I'm doing this, and then they shoot a doe five minutes into the season, and they kind of dirty up their spot, right? Yeah, that's fine if that's what you want to do, but you're probably not a trophy hunter like I am. Like I, that's I would rather honestly catch one or two big ones than a hundred small ones. And it's it's easy to say that. It's much more difficult to believe it and do it. It's easy to say that when you fish as much as you do. And, and, and that's the thing, too. I think when you fish with clients, you know, you're trying to make sure that they catch fish. So you, you're always putting fish in the boat. So when you want to go fish for you, you want to go do something else and probably do that trophy hunt thing. Um, but when you're fishing with clients, I'm sure you have some guys that come out and go, hey, I've caught all the four-pound moas. I, I want to go and do what you're talking about. I want to go chase a 10-pounder. If we only catch one fish today, I'm cool with that. You get some of that. Yeah, but you get some of that. Most four-pounders, when you put them on a scale of two and a half, but I hear you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that happens with a lot of hunting. I, I see a lot of people who shoot 150s that are that look a lot like 130s to me. The ground shrinkage is a real thing. It's yep. a real deal. But, you know, and, and here's the thing, though, I'll say, because I get, I don't want to say pissed, but I, I tell people privately, like guy, other guides and people around, because I've heard this thing, like a hashtag Lake Easy and all this stuff. And honestly, when I hear that, I'm like, you need to shut your pie hole. You really do. Because these are the guys that aren't fishing seven days a week. And, you know, when the front comes on and we got tons of dirty water, they're not fishing. Yeah. So, you know, when you tell me Lake Easy and you're going under perfect, pristine conditions, yeah. And then those are the guys that follow people around. You know what I mean? If, if you're out there on Erie, it's a lonely place when you're not catching them because you go from zero to zero very quickly. And, you know, and a lot of those guys that say stuff like that are the guys that are boat hoppers or guys that fish, you know, 
one or two times and then they you know they claim that they're heroes and to, to consistently stay on theory on fish even though it's an amazing thing there's more than ever it, it's still not easy like i said being real tough fishing guys sometimes to do that but it's 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 a lonely place when you're not catching i mean these fish move a tremendous amount you, yeah. and, and i can't tell you how much they move but i can tell you that like when i'm on a school and i go back the next day and they're gone and i just mark you know high speed marking is kind of one of the things i'm known for and you go for three four miles and you pick up on another school i can't tell you those are the same fish right we got to do some acoustic telemetry or something to know that for sure but i know that there was hey there's a good size school and they're gone mm-hmm. and then sometimes they just go belly to the bottom sometimes they go sky high sky high is a lot better than belly to the bottom if you're trying to catch but um yeah there's there's a lot of times out there that you know i'm not spinning my wheels but i'm, I'm working harder with the mental and doing what i gotta do than probably people realize mm-hmm. um and to, to stay on better fish you have to do that you know like i said if you want to be a pack guy you're gonna get burned a lot and i don't want nothing to do with that i don't you know yep. no, no dice for me yeah, and I think that's something that people in our neck of the woods in the Midwest, upper Midwest, don't see. But, I mean, I, I was out on Lake Erie this last year. We were fishing the Eastern Basin. And, like, those fish in New York in the Eastern Basin, they got to they gotta fish or they got to swim hundreds of miles to get from where you kind of set up camp to get out there in the migration. And I don't think people in our neck of the woods fathom walleyes migrating hundreds of miles i a shameless little plug here but check out my podcast i don't know if you listen to this one yet but i just had the guy um that does the acoustic telemetry which basically is this underwater receivers that they put in the fish and the technology right now is insane like they basically have the entire bottom of lake erie and now it's actually extended into other tributaries that they can reach and how much these fish are moving he said like 90 to 90 some percent of the fish leave the western basin after spawning which Ironically, 90-some percent of the fish are the ones that are actually in the Western Basin, or that's where all the guides and everybody's at. So that's a crazy number to me. And, again, down where you're at in Buffalo and that, man, they're not there that long, but that's where they go chasing the food. Yeah, so it's just it's amazing how much these fish move around and do things. But we're here at the ice show, so let's, let's talk some ice fishing. Yeah, we should. I'm good. I'm Lake Erie. What, what is that like? Obviously, like you said, you're taking an Argo out there. You're fishing these islands. The lake is never obviously fully locked up. You've got ice out there. But what, what kind of techniques would you use out there? How do you fish walleyes on Lake Erie? You know, the, the, ice? the big thing is that I think everybody's like custom rod companies, right? There's a million of them now. And like I designed a series of rods for a clam called the Katana that's basically geared towards bigger stuff. So we don't have tip bounce or whatever you want to call it. It's set up for heavier lures, you know. Guys, we generally speaking use a lot heavier stuff. So I won't pick on any of the companies, but you know, I, I work with Clam and Northland and, and they have actually gotten a lot bigger stuff than mm-hmm. they used to have for, for just tackle wise and even hooks. Like, I'm, man, I'm just, you know, we destroy this stuff. And it, it's really made a big difference because even just a few years ago, we didn't have that. You know, you look at like the clam little tungsten jigs, they've got the XL hook. Now they've got the double XL and they almost seemingly can't put big enough hooks or big enough sizes on those. And that's really what we need, generally speaking, because we're fishing heavy current. And that's one of the reasons our ice conditions are not always, you know, amazing is the current just eats it up. You know, I, most people that have been in some type of river situation, but we're in a lake, you know, guys that are fishing frozen rivers will tell you stories about, Hey, you know, I was here, I drilled a hole, I moved over 10 feet, an hour later, it was a third of the ice we just had, and ate it right away. And and we kind of have that situation, and there's just a lot of areas that I would never, ever go at. Like, I could just blot out a little map, like, you don't ever go here, you don't go there. Because, you know, you get basically just current areas, you get bottlenecks like you have on a reservoir, 
and some of the points in that, it's, it's a bad deal. Um, but we're generally fishing bigger stuff. Um, sometimes just hit bottom. You know, the current is just crazy out there. But the current is a good thing, even though it's a pain to deal with and the safety factor, because when we don't have any current on a given day, we, we've got a fish, you know, kind of Minnesota style. We're using flutter spoons, we're downsizing. Uh, but the current moves the bait and it moves the fish. And when you're in the right little areas, that's kind of like deer funnels. I know a lot of guys listening to this are probably hunters. You get into those positions to move them, where just like hunting, if you're in an area where those deer are bedded down, you got about five seconds when they stand up to move. And yeah. hopefully they go left instead of right or the other way around. And it's, it's really the same thing here. And so when you get in these right little kind of passageways, um, it, it makes it very high percentage areas. So, but generally speaking, just bigger stuff. See, I can imagine you like on Lion King when he says, see that area over there? We don't go over there. <laughs> no, that's that's true. I, I, I have screamed at people. I mean, screamed because they just like take off and they, they think that, you can't out tough mother nature and you got to be smart you know there's been several guys you know really well-known ice guides that have died you know a couple even in the last let's say 10 years and guys that did it right for a very long time but had a brain fart one day and that's all it takes you know it's just like you walk out in front of a car it's not going to end well you can do it a hundred thousand times and do the things right that one time you don't and again there's guys that get by with stuff and i see it all the time and then they literally come tell me hey you know i'm like you just don't play with your life like that. I mean, I'm a walleye guy, but there ain't no there ain't no fish worth that. You, you can't. You got to put the odds in your favor. And I I hear the saying you know, all the time, right? There's no such thing as safe ice. But I think that uh, a lot of that with today's stuff, you know, float suits. Like I wear a clam float suit, 100. I don't even order the ins the regular insulated ones anymore. I always wear a float suit. Yep. And I tell guys all the time, like, well, we live on here, we don't ice fish as much. Wear that in a boat, man. Yep. Wear that. You fall over in April or March when that water's still 30-some, 40 degrees, that floats it would do you just as good as it will if you're in the wintertime. Probably better, truthfully. Yep. We've got a guy down in our booth right now. You want to talk about bottom of the barrel. I think he did something to some piss some money off. But he's floating in a, in a suit in this big tub in the booth right now at Clam. Yep. I don't think he's on top of their uh, their list. Yeah, that's what they do to the new guys. Yes, that's 100% <laughs> a new guy. They would not ask me for that, I can tell you that. Well, you get up here and fish uh, once in a while, too, and do some ice fishing. I saw last year you were up in this neck of the woods. Where are some of the places that you like to fish up here? Yeah, I mean, you know, re just real talk, it's a lot of the business and the stuff. So when we don't, you know, look like we're going to have ice, I, I still got to do things because, you know, some of the people I work with, I've got to get some content, and I really still do like ice fishing. So for those ramps are kind of jacked up, even though we don't have ice, you know, just like a lot of places, you get that, that ice crashing in there at the, at the launches, and I sell my boat every year, and, you know, my guy boat, and there's usually a little window where I don't have that ready to go for the next one, and I went to Cascade last year, which was, was kind of an amazing deal, it was a great learning experience, got some really big perch. Um, I, you know, I think maybe I'm going to sound like an old guy now. You know, I haven't been doing They used to call me the kid. Now, I've been doing this longer than a lot of guys, 20-plus years. I, st I really enjoy seeing the different situations, and it... I still, don't get me wrong, I like catching, not fishing. I like catching more than fishing. But I like going and meeting the personalities and the characters and the situations. Like, I think I'm at that point where, and I hope most people get there, is that you don't have to necessarily go and catch a thousand fish, but you see some really cool situations, kind of like my ice camp on the island. Like, there's guys that probably aren't into fishing like me and you, mm -hmm. but they see that in their life, and that's just really cool. And, you know, Lake of the Woods. And there's a lot of different places, you know, Devil's Lake, like that, the Perch Patrol for so many years, guys taking a train out there. There are some really cool things that you can take advantage of um, that maybe a lot of people don't know about in today's day and age. I don't know why. 
who are some of the you said characters who are some of the favorite your most favorite people uh ice fishing with? ice fishing with i've got you know i'm really fortunate you know my guide service i've got guys that have been fishing with me for over 20 years and i have some guys that they are characters they make me look tame and you know that's a little scary yeah so i don't know that i could pick on an individual person I mean, I could, but, you know, you guys wouldn't know them. I, and I think that's the thing. I know I certainly know a lot of, I guess you call them famous fishermen. You know, recently we've had everybody from Al Linder to who knows, a lot of famous guys on the podcast and stuff that either I have a business and or a personal relationship with. But I'd say a lot of the guys I really enjoy fishing with are just somebody that you wouldn't know, you know. Neighbors from the old school, guys I went to school with. And uh, like I said, guide clients, I'm, I'm really fortunate. I, I, my compliment that I can give somebody is I tell them, hey, if I won the lottery, I still would go fishing with you. Cool. Yeah, and and I'm be honest with you, out of my guide clients, that that's, that percentage is higher than you think, but it's not super high. <laughs> well, uh, I know that you're pressed for time. You got things going on. People want to find out more about you. Where do they find you? Big Water Fishing. You know, we're doing a lot of my YouTube page. We're putting weekly videos up on that. We've got a podcast, which is also through that. But if you go to BigWaterFishing.com, we've got all the digital downloads, just like uh, with your podcast there, Stitcher, Google, Apple, um, all of that stuff. BigWaterFishing.com or Big Water Fishing, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. That's that's kind of what we're doing. We're yeah. Big Water Fishing. A lot of cool stuff and stuff that's going to make you smile and make you laugh. Ross is uh you're pretty tame today, but uh, usually he's got some pretty good one-liners and good stuff. And I just enjoy it. Pretty much I saw all my bosses walking by here, and I, was, I got a little nervous. I think they were checking on us. I don't know. And you, you gave me a little, you know, a little shaky intro. But, um, yeah, I think that uh, I, we try to do a little bit of education with our stuff for a lot, really. Yeah, but we, sure. we kind of try to camel that a little bit and having some fun. I think that there's a lot of guys out there that, you know, try to do one or the other and maybe don't do it well. And we're just we're being me. We're doing what we do, and, and we're trying to give you a little bit of everything. And that's the thing, too. You talked about being on the water all the time. You're pretty dialed in. I mean, and it's nice to, like you say, you kind of give everybody both. And I think a lot of your short stuff is more funny, and the longer stuff is more educational. But if, if you want any of that stuff, you can find it right here. Go to Big Water Fishing and check it out. We got to do a selfie, last selfie of this segment. All right. Thanks, Ross. Man. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yep. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover. For more ice fishing content, visit our blog at catchcover.com.